0: And we are back. I am Eric. He is Matt. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcast Network. And this week we are brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Badger Breaks, Monster Breaks, and all of our phone guests, which we don't have any this week, sorry Sparty, are brought to you by Sparty Hawk and the Sparty Hawk Cash Hotline. What's up, Matt? How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. It's Friday, and we've gotten a lot done this week, but it's going to be a good weekend.
0: It's. Uh, what are you doing this
1: weekend? I'm going to try and find the game on TV. Okay. Ohio State versus Tulane. So I'm hoping I can <laughs> I can enjoy that. Uh, Do
0: you have the Big 10 network?
1: No. No. So probably not going to get it, right? Yeah. But Tulane is in Louisiana, so it's close know, enough, right? Yeah, hopefully there'll be somebody that that's picking it up, but I doubt it. I but, you know,
0: it, it happens either way. So, uh we're going to jump right into the show here because we got a lot to talk talk about. Uh we got new products and new pricing first though. So uh new new pricing wise, you said that you had Twin Peaks done
1: and Undisputed? 2018 Twin Peaks, yep. There's some really cool autographs in that set. You've got, you know, obviously Kyle McLaughlin, David Duchovny and Drag, by the way. That's that's one of his nice. one of his characters. Um Jim Belushi and Michael Antkeen, better known as Ned Braden from Slapshot has autographs, and he's one of the rarest ones to get. He's currently Uh, High, high column, high columning at, at 400 bucks. Okay. And the director, producer, whatever, David Lynch is also very high end. So very good stuff in there. Um, I think it's a long time coming. Um, Also 2018 tops WWE undisputed and Alexa bliss, of course, is just, she's, she's set the standard for the autographs and the autograph relics and stuff, but surprisingly, Elias of all people is <laughs> his autographs are selling for pretty darn good prices um which is blowing my mind when I, I was looking at some of the pricing information for him It's just you know he's very he's a very popular heel, but I didn't realize he was that popular enough. To be selling a lot of autographs. I would so. never want to walk with Elias.
0: Did we? Didn't we pull an Elias autograph? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> so did we?
1: that'll be uh, that'll be. We'll give that away for Slamoween coming up here next month. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a funny. We work in a funny industry, man. We sure do. Things you think wouldn't price high end up pricing high, and things that you would expect to be selling like gangbusters end up being collecting dust on the shelf, right? So unpredictability
0: unpredictability ins- mm. indeed uh mr brian fleischer has got 2017 18 panini national treasures basketball price for you online and i have 2018 19 opg hockey done as well uh interesting little pick that he sent me for the for the posting on instagram it's pete maravich in a celtics jersey i didn't even i wasn't even aware that he had ever played for the celtics
1: yeah i want to say that was toward the end of his career
0: must be yeah he looks uh he looks a little aged cuz he um, wasn't
1: he, he he didn't have a long career in the NBA. No, he sure didn't.
0: But I, yeah, that was uh that was interesting for uh, at least to me. I didn't I I did not know that he had played for the Celtics. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. So, uh, new products wise, man, it's a it's a big week as in high end wise. Uh, we'll start with 2017-18 Panini Opulence basketball. That's going to run you uh about a G if you if you got it <laughs> uh, that's that's a lot of money uh, upper deck Splendor hockey which is absolutely beautiful Lord Stanley uh, had a autograph in there a 101 cut autograph and it's already been pulled I uh, saw
1: that I saw that on uh, Facebook
0: uh, panini NHL stickers uh, those are those are out and you can go grab those 2018 Leaf autograph football mini helmets just a, a who's who there uh, with Leaf and Brian Gray putting that out. Panini Prison Racing, which we have a couple of boxes on my desk that we need to open. Panini XR Football, same thing. Got a couple of boxes there, and then uh, one. Conor McGregor is the highlight of Topps UFC Chrome uh, out as well. Yep. So uh, with that fight coming up, that's perfect product release time. He he was at a he was at a press conference yesterday drinking whiskey. So. Uh really? It's Conor,
1: <laughs> Conor McGregor yeah I never would have imagined it, I,
0: I'm not it, it sounds horrible, but I heard like you know I, I saw the video and the guy that he's fighting is uh, he's Russian and Connor McGregor is uh, obviously Irish. so uh, the two of them trying to speak to each other the, the translate something got lost in translation <laughs> there and all I know that they were they were both very angry. So. Well,
1: just as long as they put their differences aside to celebrate Rusev Day, I'm good.
0: Uh, it's happy Rusev Day. Yeah. Happy Rusev Day to <laughs> Every day out is there.
1: Rusev Day.
0: Oh, Uh-oh. man. So uh, what I want to do here is uh, just slow down a little bit. And before we get to the show, I want to mention our friend George over at uh, Cryptozoic. What a he, – he he passed away this week. Uh Yes. Unfortunately, I mean, of course, it's unfortunate, but it's very untimely, and I don't think there's ever a good time for that. It just unexpected. I, I believe it was an aneurysm. If I'm getting that wrong, I'm sorry, but that's what I've been told. Yes. And then he he went into a coma and he just he, he didn't wake up. So uh, George, if you if you followed non sports at all, you knew who he was. He was one hell of a important piece of the uh, of the Cryptozoic team, and you know I I met him a couple times had lots of interaction with him uh on uh, via email or or twitter as i'm sure most of you did as he uh, he he ran he ran most of all of their giveaways i do believe yep so uh he he was such a he's such a a joy in in a, a life and if you read the if you read the comments from from other people as they as they pay their respects you you get this picture painted of the of this very nice sweet man and he was but he was also quick witted, and I love that about him. I want to share with you our last interaction. Um, I had a, it was just last week, and he sent me a Twitter message that says, "Hey Eric, uh, we have a mutual follower sent me a message yesterday and today about a Fat Packs giveaway. I have attached the exchange, which I think explains the situation. So what this what this was? It was a Outlander giveaway that we did. Dated back to like, like a year and a half ago. It, well, It's a year, actually. It, yep. it, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, pretty pretty great. Uh, the winner, her TLC-128 Kato uh, was the winner. And this is, hey, George, I won an Outlander Relic from the Fat Packs podcast and replied in time. I haven't heard back. Can you help me? And George replies to her, uh, if the Fat Packs had a promotion involving an Outlander Relic, Cryptozoic was not involved. However, I will certainly see if I can get a response from them. Can you point me to the post or tweet about it? You are identified as the winner somewhere under your name, Terry Kato. So uh, Terry, so this is the this is the tweet that we sent her on nine six seventeen September sixth, twenty seventeen. Terry Cotto, please check your email slash spam folder. Today is the last day to claim your Outlander relic. So that was so that was a, obviously a a week before we had notified her as the winner. Yes. So uh that that goes on. She replies nine eight eighteen. So a whole year and two days later, I'm claiming this, what do I do? Uh and George replies to her, Hi Terry, it appears to me that you may have responded eleven months too late, but I will certainly send a note to the Fat Packs to let them know that you like a response. So long story short, George George helped her out. He, he, he was quick-witted because he, he, he told her the truth, and that was uh, awesome. I've, we're going to miss George. Uh, the whole hobby is going to miss George. And uh, I know that last night on GoGTS, they, they paid tribute to him, uh, as they should have rightfully. George is, is a big part of this community, or was a big part of this community, and we're going to miss him going forward. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that you and I always talk about when we do Cryptozoic Breaks is just how consistent those breaks are. Yes. You know what you're going to get when you go in. And George George was the man behind that.
1: He was on top of it. He had, he had it all figured out. So
0: He definitely did. All right. Uh, we're going to try to bring this back up here. We got a couple of interviews with Panini. Uh, one with their gaming team, Ake and Rob. Uh, Ake, I didn't know this, was a Dr- Dragon Ball Z world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to mention that in the interview, I said you guys have the Dragon Ball Z license. Uh, they do not anymore. So uh, that no. they that was my fault. I, I, I uh, misspoke there. They don't have it anymore. So please understand that going forward, that they don't have the DBZ uh, license. But Ake is a DBZ champion, and Rob has been there for about 10 months. And we talk about Meta X, Superhero September, which we're right in the middle of, yep. and we're going to get into a, a little later more. And then after that, we have... Uh, Tracy Hackler from Panini, man, we're talking bringing Charles Barkley back to the hobby, signing autographs, which uh, has just been really cool so far. It's he's been he's been a part of it. He's like all in on it, and uh, that's great. So we talk we talk uh, Barkley, we talk op- opulence basketball, we talk from some football, a little bit of everything on that one. And then on the other end of that, Matt and I are going to sit down, and talk about some exciting things happening here, uh, non sport wise and uh, just just collecting so guys hang tight and we'll be right back hey what's up guys it's Curtis Health first row collectible and you're listening to the fat Packs podcast All right, guys, coming up next here on the Fat Packs Podcast, uh, hanging out today at Panini, I got Egg and Rob with me. We are, they're, they're part of the, uh, the the gaming side of Panini over here that we don't talk much about, but we're in the midst of Super Hero September, and they sent they were nice enough to send over a bunch of Meta X stuff. So uh, before we get started, Egg, can you introduce yourself? Tell us, give us a little bit of background and uh, what what you do here.
2: Uh, my name is Egg Tong Um I've been at Panini for about... 17 years now, Uh, started back in 2001 slash 2002, originally playing uh, the Dragon Ball Z trading card game that uh, Donner's Playoff had released. Um, And then after I won the World Championship for that, they uh, brought me in to actually uh, help playtest and then develop uh, the games.
0: Okay, you just said you were a world champion. We're going to get to that, okay? (laughs) Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir.
3: (laughs) <laughs> Thanks Eric. Uh, my name is Rob Gamboa. I'm the uh, director on entertainment brands here at Panini. Been here a little less than a year. Uh, brought me in to, to work with AKE and really kind of ex- expand our foray not only in the gaming but but also the entertainment product side.
0: Okay great. So uh, you guys are all set up there with the background. Now you said world champion DBZ. Uh, how did that happen? <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, I just happened to uh, to go into one of our local uh, hobby stores, and I saw they had the Dragon Ball Z trading card game, picked it up, um, played in a bunch of local tournaments, and then uh, they had a, a World Championship, an Open World Championship at uh, Gen Con, okay. and uh, uh, won that tournament. So, How long does a tournament like that take? Uh, a couple of days. A couple of days? Yeah.
0: So you are at Gen Con Two for days. a couple of days, just playing Dragon Ball Z, whipping all kinds of arse, and then you come back and you're a World Champion. That simple. Yeah, any kind of fame or recognition come with that or like are you are you like a, a big name somewhere in the Dragon Ball Z community that That I should know about uh, You know recognizable at least in the trading car game part of it. But. Okay, great. So we'll move on from that. You guys do have a, the DBZ license here uh, But we're gonna talk about uh, Meta X Let's talk about the concept of Meta X and where it came from uh, obviously, this is uh, DC Superhero stuff. So w- how did you first grab that? And like, who decided you wanted, like, you, you, you launched it with Green Lantern, right? Is that right? Justice League. Justice League, okay, you launched it with Justice League. Who decided that that was the product, the way to go?
2: Uh, so just to start, I mean, Panini's had a, a pretty long relationship with uh, Warner Brothers. Okay, And, um, you know, they have access to, to DC and all the movies and comics, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we had the opportunity to, uh, to include a trading card game product in that. And uh, as we were, you know, thinking about how we wanted to make the game, we wanted something that was uh, still team-based and character-based, but a little bit different than what's available now as far as trading card games. Okay. And then we also wanted to be open so that if we wanted to include other universes and other properties into it, we could mix and match those together.
0: Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, Rob, you've been here for about a year. Uh, coming into this, what did you know about the line and what, do you, what are you bringing to it?
3: Well, you know, coming in really... Um, the the, my my role was kind of twofold one was to work with uh, Ake and I to work together and to expand the reach of MedEx. they had just launched it after I got here uh, several months before with Justice League as as Ake mentioned and then we uh, towards the end of last year we launched Green Lantern Mm -hmm. earlier this year we launched Attack on Titan Mm -hmm. which is a non uh, Warner Brothers DC property as Ake was alluding to the the cross property play there Um, and we just released Batman uh, over this past summer so that's just one part of it. The other part of it is actually to expand our entertainment property releases beyond Meta X into other trading card, not only trading card game releases, but other trading card properties as well. Okay, and can you talk about any of those? Are those still under wraps? Or? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in the midst of planning for 2019, so we don't want to let too, course, many, too many cats out of the bag or anything like that. But. Um, you know, we'll we'll keep it focused on on meta x for today and, and and you know its relationship to superhero month and all that kind of, of stuff. Course. So, so uh, we'll we'll keep it focused on that for now.
0: That's fine. I, I totally respect that. Let's talk about the gameplay for meta x. Is is it simple enough that I can show it to my eight year old and he can pick it up and, and learn it, or is it is it a little complex?
2: I think as far as like on the very base level, it would be very simple. Okay. Um, just to to teach to someone, um, you have characters you actually use your characters in conjunction with battle cards to attack and to defend from your opponent. Okay. Um, If you uh, successfully attack your opponent uh, seven times, you win the game. Um, And then you have some event cards that will allow you to do other, other effects and that kind of stuff. Sure. But as far as Complexity and stuff like that. I mean, you can get very complex with it as far as how you build your deck, uh, what cards you use to interact with each other. It's a forty-card deck, so it's a very limited space. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're coming up with deck ideas, you know you have to be very specific as to what you want to do.
0: Now that's all that's a concept that I'm familiar with from other gaming uh, worlds, but building a deck that. When I, hear, when I hear gaming guys say, hey, I, I got this deck or I got this deck or deck, what, what really goes into it? Like, you got 40
2: cards, what are you gonna need in, in, in those 40 cards to be successful? Um, I mean, I guess there's a couple of different ways people can do it. Obviously, if you're a fan of certain characters or certain properties, you can just use specifically those types of cards. Okay. Or uh, as you're going into the game, you can pick a, a specific type of victory condition, whether it's you are gonna attack your opponent seven times, maybe you're trying to uh, deck your opponent and mm-hmm. win that way. You just kind of pick cards as to what goes towards your specific strategy. Um, certain characters can only use certain battle cards, so okay. that'll limit you in that respect too.
0: What kind of uh, rarity are we talking? Like, like with Dragon Ball Z, I know that there's like you know the rare, the ultra rare. Uh, is it, are there the same kind of facility, or the same kind of uh, rarities here with with Meta X?
2: Yeah, so you'll have uh, commons, uncommons, and rares in regular packs, and then you'll have uh, inserted. Uh, crosshair cards are one a box and then ultra rare cards are every other box every other and then box. you can find uh, just Parallel foil parallels every uh, third pack on average.
0: I don't know if you guys pay attention to, to the secondary market uh, but with with these cards on the secondary
2: market have you been pleased with what they're doing or uh, Do you think that there's some room to grow? Uh, I mean, I think overall we're pleased. There's definitely room to grow um, and especially the crosshair and ultra rare cards and um, are are pretty popular, especially when they're some of the bigger, more prominent characters.
0: Now, did you did you completely develop this game uh, before Rob showed up, or was this whose idea was it? I guess
2: um, the the game is actually designed uh, by one of our uh, sort of external external designers. Okay, um, uh, Richie Williams. Did most of the game design. I sort of helped out with a little bit with card effects and some of the mechanics and stuff like that.
0: Okay, great. Now, when you come in and you see that this is already developed, what are you looking to add to it uh, to to help it grow as a, as a gaming platform out there?
3: Well, what, one of the things, you know, the, there's the obvious strength of, of Warner Brothers and DC. Of course, right. But as soon as you say that, the the way the the game. Plays. There's, you know, three types of of um, of cards with, within the game, and, and, and he can tell you a little bit more about that, and and as he has in, in strategies of, of building your deck. But the other beauty of this of of the entire platform is that you can bring in other properties. When we introduced Attack on Titan, it brought in, you know, the the anime crowd. Okay. Uh, we're looking at other properties to to continue to add on to mm-hmm. on add on the line. They may be other anime properties. They may be other just general pop culture properties but when you have the ability to mix um heroes and and characters from other properties you have a much broader appeal to the marketplace than you would as if we would only stick with dc properties of
0: course attack on titan is a very popular uh anime show i've not watched it but i know that how how popular it is because uh, i hear guys talk about it in the office a lot with that license uh how how has that been received in the in the gaming community? Is, is it they are they liking it a lot or?
3: Yeah, you know, I I will tell you that one of the first trade shows I attended on behalf of the company, um, and uh, Attack on Titan was just about to be released. There was a lot of questions, a lot of consumers and 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 uh, and retailers alike were asking about Attack on Titan because they've heard so much about it, and a lot mm-hmm. of them follow it, and a lot of people were really excited for it. So you can just. You know, you kind of get a feel for it when you actually talk to to consumers and fans mm-hmm. of the properties and of the and of the game about what they'd like to see next and and what particular characters they're looking for and and how the gameplay is going and how it's going to work within the within the platform.
0: Awesome. So I wanted to talk about now. You mentioned Batman earlier. It released was it late last year? Is that what you said? No,
3: actually, Batman released this past this summer. past
0: summer. Yeah. Okay, so it's. That's a that's a that's a license that is uh, obviously a very popular one. You know, Batman's been around for years and years and years. Uh, I I think, just from my on the outside looking in, I think it would be probably one of your more popular popular license uh, licenses with gameplay goes because everybody loves Batman, and there are so many different variations of Batman. When we, when we're looking at that game specifically, what what has been added to that? Added to those boxes that maybe wasn't in Green Lantern or Justice League that would be different from from those products
2: I mean, I think we added uh, just a lot of a lot of Specific characters, you know to to Gotham and to Batman and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff There's a, a whole group of characters that are just based around the Bat family. There's two different sets of uh, Batman villain uh, Deck types that you can make okay um, a lot of that kind of stuff
0: so but then again, it's complete, is it completely interactive
2: with Green Lantern and Justice League? Yeah, totally. You can uh, mix and match all those cards together, or you can play them uh, separately, separately if you want. Awesome. So, uh, obviously, we're not going to talk about too much planning in, uh, into
0: next year, but uh, you guys are looking to, to do big things with other licenses, poss- possibly, and other names. So, as Panini G- Gaming grows, uh, how would you like to see it? mutate and, and I'm sorry that's made probably a bad word how would you like to see it grow in the, ne- in the next year or so like what would, what do you hope Panini is going to be bringing to the gaming platform that that's not out there already
3: well you know I, th- I think it's twofold one is for us to continue to um increase our base with MetaX uh with additional properties whether it be within the um WB DC family mm-hmm. or through uh, other pop culture type properties, like I said, whether it's anime or, or, or just other general uh, properties. And then beyond that, we're also in development and, 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 um, and in discussions with other license, with other license holders for other properties for their for other games, mm-hmm. um, we're not only going to stick with with X, while it is the the, the oh, first yeah. game in a long time that that uh, the company has launched. There's others in the pipeline that we're in development on and working on. Sure. So. You know, the goal here is obviously to increase our market share within the within the gaming uh, segment, and then, as I, I mentioned earlier, within the entertainment the the entertainment trading card portfolio sure. as well.
0: The, your market share in the gaming uh, segment of the hobby is is interesting because I I see a lot of them. You know, you, you know, there's uh, without mentioning names, there's, there's obviously other ones out there. So, is with Panini being are they the new kid on the block, or is it? All right. Do you guys feel like you have a, a nice stronghold here already, and now you're just developing on what was already there?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I think we do kind of feel like we're 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 a startup within a, a well-established company. Okay. Right. We're um, we're fighting for everybody knows the big three, right? Sure. There's right. there's a big three gaming, and there's the ones that you can always walk into a, a, a mass market retailer and, and find them on shelf, and and everybody else is kind of fighting for for fourth place. Sure. But that fourth place. You know that there's a significant amount of market share you can take from that 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 spot of course and uh you know th- those other properties have had you know almost 20 years a 20 year head jump on us sure right when you look back at when a lot of those other trading card games got started so there's there's players out there that have a lot of time and uh and an investment within those games and we just need to go out there and prove to them that you know what? Give us a shot; and we'll be worth it.
0: Sure. Now, let me ask you this: as a as, a, as a product, guys, when you walk when you walk into a hobby shop or you walk into a Target or whatever, and you see your product on the on the on the shelf there, does that you, like a little warm fuzzy come come in? You know, because like, oh, we we're doing this is this is actually actually out there, and people are buying it. Have you actually? Let me ask you this: Have you ever been in a situation where you see somebody buying your product at a store?
3: You know, that's happened to me quite a few times over the course of my career. Um, i started at upper deck okay uh in the early 90s and i was there off and on for close to 10 years anytime i would walk into a store like you said whether it's a hobby store or a retail store and i'd see somebody buying a product that i worked on sure and i primarily at that time i primarily worked on sports uh, you always get a little bit of a of a warm feeling of that it's like you know that's something that that me and, and and the team and all of our teams within those companies uh, uh, worked on, and it, it always makes you feel good to see a consumer who has no idea right. of everything that went into building that product, sure. pick it up and, and and pay for it with their hard earned cash. What
0: now? What goes into building a gaming product like that? Like with a with a sports release, it's it's six six to nine months. I think that's what Tracy told me mm-hmm. before. What What about a gaming product? What goes into building it? And how many how many months are we talking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the time frame is can be a little bit shorter than that, but that's about right. Um, and especially on brand new releases, it'll probably take a little bit longer than that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of it is actually spent coming up with card effects and then playtesting those card effects, okay. both with the cards in that set and then previous sets, just to make sure that everything works well together. There's not anything that's overpowered or anything like that. So where's the artwork coming from then? Is it is this DC licensed artwork? Obviously it has to be, but I mean, are, are there artists who work in house on that? Are you guys getting this directly from Warner Brothers? So, uh, yeah, we get it directly from Warren Brothers. They have a pretty extensive database as far as, you know, different comic covers and different right. uh, other promotional pieces that they've used. So that's pretty easy for you. Well, not
0: easy, but you can almost plug and play, say, hey, we want this card to have this right, image right. on it. And then there you go. All right, uh, guys, we're going to wrap this up. I thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I got to go over and uh, we're going to talk basketball with uh, with with Panini and uh, I'm sorry, with Tracy and uh, Scott. So before we get out of here, though, uh what can you tell us the next product that's going to release uh D- meta Xys can we can we talk about that one what's on the horizon
3: sure the next the next product release will be um, another DC property Teen Titans go okay awesome uh, we're currently in in development on that actually getting ready to, to hopefully go into production soon okay and uh, we'll see that towards the end of this year
0: awesome guys thank you very much for your time today I appreciate you hanging out and uh, you guys hang tight and we'll be right back
3: This is Sean Aronson, the play-by-play voice of the St. Paul Saints, your new favorite minor league baseball team. And you're tuned in to the Fat Packs Podcast.
0: All right, coming up next here, uh, joining me on the Fat Packs Podcast is our good friend, Mr. Tracy Hackler from Panini. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Eric. How are you? I'm so happy and blessed to be here in front of you talking. uh, We want to talk Charles Barkley. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys brought him back to the hobby I know that uh, Brian Bain and, and Eric over there, they, they played a big role in it, but just from a collecting aspect, not talking cards or anything yet, but what does it mean to have Charles back?
4: Well, it means a great deal to us, obviously, and and I think Brian Bain says it best when he talks about, you know, Brian's been here for eight years now, mm-hmm. and he kind of runs our authentic business and he runs um, our acquisitions team. And he, he called Charles when he arrived here, the unicorn, the the one we're always okay. The, the, the one, the one that is unattainable. Sure. And that was eight years ago. Right. <laughs> so eight years later, he's even more uh, of this kind of mythical presence in the hobby. And Brian has been part of a team that's uh, I reached out to him on any number of occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as luck would have it, um, last year Charles was in town doing the SMU Athletic Forum.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And that's right, yeah brian and uh, jason howarth our vpn marketing led a team of our guys down to dallas to (laughs) sit with charles in person and shake hands and kind of start the process over again and um as luck would have it he really liked uh, brian and jason and the team and said i'll i'll uh give your card to my guy and i'll be in touch with you wow and they thought for sure they would never hear from him again and then the dialogue started with uh his team and then it and the rest is history.
0: So it's, was it 96, 97 was the last time he had autographs? Is that right?
4: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's two decades worth of
0: no Chuck. Right, no Chuck at all. And, you know, his first autographs were in noir, uh-huh. outside of authentic. Yep. So as as a, as a guy sitting here on the Panini team and you see the reaction to the the hobby, oh my God, Chuck's back, well, how does that make you feel?
4: Well, I mean, I think it makes us all feel pretty cool it's just a cool feeling to know that that um, we we're not gonna stop trying to improve our product lines Mm -hmm. however we see to do that sure And uh, obviously when you when you acquire top-level upper echelon um, autograph guests Mm -hmm. and and autograph people he's an exclusive to us right so um, I think that shows people Loudly and clearly that that we're we're not content Staying where we are we want to try to get better always and and Chuck helps us be
0: Definitely, better Yeah, who who came up with the silhouette because I'm gonna tell you something you guys weren't fooling anybody with that Right, <laughs> <laughs> like that was very clearly obviously Charles Barkley. So who came up? with Well, that?
4: we it's a it was a marketing initiative. Okay, um, and you know people are quick out there now yeah and, I think uh, we 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 knew kind of it was kind of a wink wink.
0: Okay, all right. We
4: we felt like people the 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 word was spreading. It it made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons why it was him, Um, and so we just kind of wanted to have a little fun with some with our collectors and fans, and Mm -hmm. um, but lo and behold, someone found the exact picture that the silhouette was from, (laughs) (laughs) posted it on a few boards, and. Uh, the secret was out but it's still cool to kind of build up that anticipation and because you can see a silhouette of a photo but sure. man his autograph hadn't been seen yeah. in and the, the hobby for forever years and years and years and yeah. so to be able to bring that back and to have Brian and Jason uh, flew down to LA to do a signing with him mm-hmm. and um, man it just couldn't have been any nicer any more gracious and he did some uh, media for us um, in conjunction with our announcement Um, And just to hear him tell stories, um, man, he's just, he's a legendary talker and a legendary
0: basketball player. uh,
4: Hall of Fame basketball player, so. Who
0: who doesn't remember the uh, I'm Not a Role Model commercial, right? Right, right.
4: And that's, um, you know, he talked about that during some of the media surrounding our announcement. And um, I mean, it was something that that he felt strongly about. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of creative input in that spot.
0: Really? Yeah. Awesome. So you guys got lots of... uh, angles you can take here, your, your Rockets, Suns, Sixers, Auburn, USA basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to see a little bit of that sprinkled throughout all you know different Panini basketball products? Yeah, absolutely.
4: I think um, we we don't – we're obviously not um, – we don't want to do too many. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily he did have three NBA teams. He had uh, Team USA and he yeah. had Auburn. And um, people have seen him on trading cards in the – distant past with the Rockets with the Suns with the Sixers but man seeing him on an Auburn card in flawless collegiate basketball or or something like that is really really cool to see him in contenders draft picks as a member of Auburn and photos that you haven't seen Mm -hmm. you know he says he says a lot when he's talking about this deal he's been out of the game longer than he was in the game sure Um, so I think people tend to kind of memories fade and then when you see that auburn image of him and how young he was right and it's not so big (laughs) right it adds another element of value to to one of our products Mm -hmm. not including the autograph which obviously does but that that image and those visuals add value in their own way
0: so with with him specifically were you able to maybe rope in a deal with with ernie and 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 shaq and maybe you guys have a a group group signing with them or Um, is that something in the works well
4: we've obviously we've had um the the whole cast now of uh, TNT we've Mm -hmm. we've got deals with sure Reggie um Shaq Ernie right um the Jet
0: Kenny Smith yeah
4: all those guys and so we've uh stay tuned
0: on that stay tuned on I just
4: say
0: that I'm, I'm i'm sorry if i put you in the bad spot there I, I was just thinking hey they could do all of them if they wanted there's to there's a
4: lot that we could do and, yeah. and uh a lot that we've been kind of banting about so okay just stay tuned
0: awesome i'm sorry that i did that that's <laughs> no 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 that's all good <laughs> that's cool though so uh optimist basketball is coming out uh, is it tomorrow is it friday right yeah friday so this is a new a new uh license, a new brand for you guys uh high-end yeah wait what, what are we looking for in this well
4: it's kind of a uh, I I always talk to our product guys when a new product is announced mm-hmm. because I kind of want to dive in to see sure what the Genesis was and and they they made no bones about kind of it being the best of both worlds between gold standard and preferred okay um, so it's a lot of uh, on-card autographs mm-hmm. The only memorabilia-only cards in the product are the NBA Finals booklets. Booklets, okay. Which include game-worn NBA Finals jerseys from Game 2 of the 2017 Finals. All right. And those things are incredible. Sure. Um, But a lot of gold standard feel, um, a lot of on-card, only 79 complete sets available because the base is numbered to 79. Wow. all the hot rookies in, in and and Autos and auto Mem, uh, the gold discs mm. um, that people loved in Gold Standard have been sure. brought over. The packaging is incredible, um, so I'm excited to see how how the market responds to it.
0: You know, uh, I, if it's fair, if it's not fair to say, I'm sorry, but what I what I see with basketball is that mid end stuff that 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 that's okay but everybody loves that high-end I oh. mid-end stuff if it's if it's prism everybody because i don't know why prism was chosen but it was chosen right it's, the one, it's right? the one but if it but otherwise it's flawless basketball and national treasures so this is just something else for those high-end guys to get their hands on mm-hmm. and for uh you know panini to hit a, hit a home run or a slam dunk with whatever you want to say and uh do well in the secondary market but it, it's high-end basketball so i know people are going to flock to it mm-hmm. because of the the value that you're getting out of that, or the potential resale value. Uh, You know, I already hear guys talking about it. So, um, I know it's a new brand, and you guys haven't seen what it's gonna do yet, but I'm just predicting it's gonna do well. Uh, With that, I wanna ask, LeBron's now a Laker. Are Mm -hmm. we gonna see Laker cards in this product, or is that gonna be further down the road?
4: Further down the road, I think uh, the the 2018, 19 stuff, um, NBA Hoops and Donruss and those products will will have, Those new guys in their Mm -hmm. uniforms. Um, But going back to your point about the the high end basketball, we've had a few really strong basketball seasons now. Sure. Not just at the high end, but all the way across because it's the rookies, right, that drive the business. And we see that in every sport. It's if you have hot rookies that are performing week in and week out, and then a a few surprises that mm-hmm. come out of seemingly nowhere.
0: Yogi Ferrell comes to mind. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
4: these guys, people want a piece of that. I want a piece of that. You, you know, you want to. Put, that's what has driven the business for so long. Sure. A guy like to switch sports on you, but a guy that we were talking about before you started and Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. yeah, Broncos running back, kind of out of nowhere. Right. Um, so when his, I mean, he has cards and like elite draft picks and stuff. But right. Once his first Bronco stuff hits. If he keeps performing, that's a guy that nobody sure banked on.
0: I looked him up uh, actually before I came over. Twenty nine total cards. Yeah. And but it's a is elite draft picks, and I think that's about it. Yeah. There's some other there's some other he's in some other brands. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I don't I can't see with he's specifically not very hot, you know, and yeah, people are gonna. Be flocking him to pick him up when he comes out later. But with with basketball and uh, LeBron, at, you guys have have a history of, of great Laker relationships with Kobe and Shaq. And, mm-hmm. and what do you think this is going to do with having LeBron there? I, you know, it's a great
4: question. I don't know. Um, I know that that we're a Kobe company, mm-hmm. and we we have a great relationship with Kobe and his team. And, and as long as he's associated with the Lakers, we'll we'll. Uh, have a good relationship sure
0: so a lot of the other stuff
4: (laughs) kind of remains to be seen um,
0: I mean I think on a a whole for the for the industry LeBron as a Laker is not going to be a bad thing and and for you guys it's probably going to be one of the best things of next season well
4: it's a look one of the biggest superstars in the league right now Mm -hmm. with one of the biggest market teams I mean that's never a bad thing for um, it's just more eyeballs more tension and 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 puts more of a focus on our products. Sure, and that that can only help.
0: Now I want to switch gears here and talk uh, flawless collegiate football. It's slated to release next week. Uh, Hopefully, knock on wood, it doesn't get pushed back because I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Uh, I see. I've seen a little bit of it, uh, but what can you tell us about it? Like, like how how's this going to look? Man, it's going
4: to look. It's going to be flawless, like people. What people have come to expect from flawless and Ben Ecklard. And his team over there do such a great job. Have done such a great job of really putting this product on the market mm-hmm. and giving it their 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 uh, injection of of kind of passion and, and sure. um, content. And so I think it gets better every year because of the you saw it with um, antique collegiate football,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
4: um, where even immaculate. All right, immaculate. Those products now have bowl patches and, mm-hmm. and and conference logo patches. And it's it's just a, for the high-end college collector or somebody who's high on this class of NFL rookies mm-hmm. but wants to get them um, as they looked last year or the year before.
0: Sure.
4: And it's just awesome. The cards are beautiful. Yeah. It's just unlike anything that's ever really been done on the college, in the college uh, landscape.
0: I love it. Uh- just my personal taste, I prefer the college uniforms to the to the NFL uniforms. When when you guys didn't have a college license a few years back, mm-hmm. it was I, I didn't like seeing those go away. Just the, yeah. the washed out uh, uniform, I didn't like that. I I prefer the college uniform. So uh, I'm excited for flawless collegiate. I had a guy ask me before I came, over, "Hey, when's it coming out?" I'm like, you know, we I can tell you when it's slated to come out, but you should probably ask Panini because yeah. you know, they, they they'll I help you. Better. Heard
4: of any of any more delays or anything okay hopefully it's on track and and, I mean it's it's spectacular and uh, I always know I always like when one of our when any of our product development guys comes over and is like really excited to show something off because that's a really good sign that 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 they've hit it out of the park and they're really excited and they want to share it with the people so right um, and that's the way Ben has been on all this college stuff all year nice so I know he's excited. If he's excited, then collectors have a good reason to be excited. Uh,
0: let's, let's talk about the football season. We're two weeks in. I know you're a football guy. Yes. So um, seeing it with your hobby eyes, who are some guys outside of Philip Lindsay that collectors should be looking for?
4: Man, you know what's funny about it seems like each season becomes more knee-jerk. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is one play from anybody. Sure. To, to just – for. A guy that just uh, after week one, nobody was talking about Calvin Ridley. Sure. He scores last week, people He's are amazing, talking about yeah. Calvin. <laughs> DJ Moore, same way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I love those stories because all these guys, all these kids are so talented that all they really need is an opportunity. Sure. And when they get it, and they and they get targeted, they're they're gonna. It's just amazing. Like James Conner's not a rookie this year. Right. But he he was a rookie last year. Right. Opportunity. Sure. And now all of a sudden he's he's one of the most talked about running backs in the game outside of Le'Veon Bell.
0: I remember that I pulled him as a redemption a couple of times last year, mm-hmm. and I wish now that I had held on to those, you yeah. know, because uh, it could have been pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you mentioned Ridley Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Pat Mahomes. I mean, That's a guy that we uh, like on fire 10, Ten touchdowns in the first two weeks, and i th- I was looking specifically at the secondary market for national treasures, uh-huh. like you know, a box. Prior to Week One was probably five hundred to six hundred dollars, somewhere in that range. After Week One, it jumped to seven twenty-five almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. I haven't checked on Week Two, but I'm sure it's going up because just the chance of pulling a, a, a Pat Mahomes RPA is is uh, lingering out there oh for somebody, gosh, yeah. you know.
4: And that's that's those are the stories that you love because it's it causes people not in the case of Mahomes because people were kind of banking on him to do mm-hmm. something whenever he got the chance. Sure. But for guys who nobody expected things from, mm-hmm. and they, they have to go back and look at the stuff they bought a year ago or right. earlier this season and say, oh, oh I have that.
0: Right. Oh. The, another guy that's doing that right now is uh, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's that's back in 2005. Yeah. So good luck finding that because that's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' rookie, right? You know, so uh, good luck finding that out there on the market affordable. But th- those guys are just, are just killing the league right now. But this rookie class specifically, like I think none of them have underperformed mm-hmm. thus far. Two weeks in, you know, they're all doing what we thought they were going to do back at the rookie photo shoot yeah. when we were talking about all these guys. These, they're all doing it, yeah. and it's it's really fun to see. I don't think you guys missed on anybody there, except for maybe Mac, Mike White. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, Mike White, and, and uh, but I mean you you look at the big guy, Sam Darnold. Yeah, starting off hot. Yeah.
0: Saquon, Saquon, amazing! You took that great video of Saquon hitting the bullseye. Yeah, and then you know, for the first week against the Jags, he's nothing, nothing, nothing. Boom! Boom! Sixty-six One yards. Time. That's yeah,
4: a, I mean, he's anotherworldly.
0: Oh, talent, yeah, that dude. Out, outstanding.
4: But man, so many young uh, playmakers that all they needs a chance. And, yeah. And it's a, it's really exciting from a collecting perspective because a card that maybe you didn't think was worth what you paid for it mm-hmm. this week right doubles in value in the span week. of two weeks yeah. right and, and so it's um, it's not all about value but it's uh, when you're prospecting and to think that you, that you can be rewarded on your prospecting, in the span of a week right. or two weeks. It's just.
0: Uh, well, baseball is a little harder, right? Yeah. Because you know, you're waiting, a, yeah.
4: But in football
0: out. and basketball, you're yeah. just, it's almost immediate. A- absolutely. I've never asked you this and we'll wrap up on this if you, if you don't mind sharing with me. Uh, do you, are you a collector? Do you collect things? Or yeah. and if so, do you have a player? Do you have, I know you're a Broncos guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, what, what do you do? So I'm primarily all, all Broncos guys. Okay. Um, huge Elway
4: guy okay uh, Vance Johnson um, is one of my guys that I've just always collected he was one, he he was one of my favorite players growing up okay um, one of the three amigos but primarily yeah uh, Broncos okay I've got a I've got a nice collection of, uh, of quarterbacks who are no longer on the team Paxton Lynch Brock Osweiler uh-huh. uh, not a whole lot of Simeon but uh, so, anyway, if you focus on Elway, he's never going to play for somebody else. Exactly. He's now he's a little bit a little bit pricier.
0: Of course. But,
4: um, yeah, I like to focus on his stuff. Ed McCaffrey, I was a big fan of.
0: McCaffrey and Rod Smith is one of the most underrated duos. Oh, no. no wide question. receiving duos ever.
4: If Rod Smith didn't go in the Hall of Fame, yeah. it's a crime.
0: It is a crime. And he's
4: the greatest, one of the greatest undrafted wide yeah. receivers of all time.
0: Now, did you live in Denver, the Denver area? Never. No. Just, no. Huh? So it was just.
4: It was Super Bowl twelve that right. started my fascination with the Broncos when they were playing the Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, I ended up feeling sorry for the Broncos. <laughs> and so I, I think I dev- that kind of developed my affinity for the underdog. Okay. So I started watching them at that point. That was seventy eight. Sure. Um, and then a few years later, they drafted Elway, and and, and I, or they didn't draft him; they had to trade for him. But um, Baltimore and they, we, Colts. Yeah. And we had some. <laughs> Super Bowl heartbreaks uh, there in the late '80s, and, and but it all, all's well that ends well.
0: All's well that ends well when you're not getting beat by the Niners <laughs> in the Super Bowl,
4: right? <laughs> Niners, Redskins, Giants, but
0: so I moved to Denver, January twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay, and that was you know was a few that the weeks week before? the week before the Atlanta yeah, Super Bowl, Miami. Uh, yeah, so uh, I caught the tail end of John Elway's career there, uh-huh. and, and Terrell Davis. And then I got stuck up there with with greasy and plumber. And plumber. Maybe, yeah, yeah, just so the Broncos fever never took the Orange Crush never took hold of me. Right?
4: You got the injured Terrell Davis. Yeah,
0: exactly. Carl Mecklenburg wasn't doing yeah, it. It's no <laughs> use. So, uh, but my sister still lives there and she's a she's a she's a big Broncos fan but her husband I don't know how this happened is a Raiders fan so oh, wow. uh, that is truly a house divided <laughs> especially but, last week yeah especially last week so uh, I, I was always just wondered that you know I, I figured it was Broncos I see you in Broncos gear all the time I see I see uh panini products littered with broncos players i'm like tracy hackler had put this box together so i'm just glad we
4: drafted enough guys to have with their rookie photo shoot that yeah you can't really open uh, too many boxes without pulling somebody exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah it's watching elway was like magical on tv and then sure. i you know i would i would watch him in dallas every time they would come yeah. through whether it be preseason or, or regular season and just the guy was uh he's unbelievable like just watch it you always knew they were going to come back yeah um, and he was just incredible so i fell in love with him and, and and then i love his story as it relates to overcoming obstacles and defeat sure. or i mean he got spanked in three super bowls right and but he stuck with he never stopped and right. then he came back and won two in a row so it's a real good lesson and overcoming defeat man and losing with dignity and winning mm-hmm. with grace and
0: um, I watched an episode on uh NFL Top 10 the other night. It was I think it was Friday night uh biggest what ifs what ifs in history. Yeah. And number 3 I believe was what if John Elway actually went to the Colts. Oh. They never leave Baltimore. Oh. And the Browns win a Super Bowl. Wow. How does that make you feel? <laughs> wow. That's a Yeah, that's
4: like a mystery show. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's, Man, they had some great battles with the Browns. They did Beckham, Ernest Beiner
0: and, oh, and, oh, and Bernie man, Kozar. And yeah. And, yeah.
4: Yeah, that Bur, Bernie was so good. Brian Brennan and those guys, the fumble and yeah. man, that was those were fun. Those were fun.
0: Brown I think the Browns are highly under collected under collected in the in the in the hobby. Yeah. And in I in think with Baker the overall. Baker yeah. helps, right? This season. He does, yeah. But <clears> in the then, overall there are some great names there that that are missed.
4: Yeah. That are underappreciated because of what they've gone through the last probably i mean sure 30 30 years or so
0: that's right all right i'm looking at my clock it tells me i've been here for about 25 minutes so i'm gonna let you go thank you very much for your time today sir of course man and uh we will get you on again soon as soon as uh we have another big announcement to make
4: love it all I right thanks it.
0: buddy thanks sir all right oh let me Hey, hey, it's
1: Conrad Thompson, and you're
0: listening to the Fat Pack. All right, guys, that's just Panini. Panini, if you need them, they uh, were gracious to let me go over there and uh, hang out for a little while, do some quick interviews, and uh, head back over here with some product to break for you guys. Which, uh, like I said earlier, we got XR and Panini racing or prison racing coming up, and uh, also contenders uh, coming up as well. So, all that being said, thank you to Tracy and Ike and Rob for having me over and just uh, being a part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Let's move on and bring in Matt full time here as we talk about um, what's going on non-sport wise. I think the first, well, non-sport, sport wise, well, the first thing we need to mention that is there is a there's a change coming up with our production schedule. You were on earlier this year, uh, earlier actually about a month ago, and we announced a a wrestling almanac. But there's been some changes. It's not going away. There's just a there's a date change. So uh, break down what's happening there and what's going to happen before it.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, basically the wrestling almanac, which uh, you know I've been we've been contemplating for a while, and and we've talked about, and we're trying to you know figure out it will be released in March, late March to coincide with WrestleMania. That's smart. Though. So that's, that's, that's that, the that, is of- a, that is a, that is a nice change that worked out for the better, I think. Um, but you know, trading cards and action figures, man, it's, it's going to be a big deal. I can't give many details about it yet because we're still working out everything, but uh, that's what you can expect. There hasn't been a price guide for wrestling um, in eight years. So it's been quite some time since there was one, um, available. So, and I, and this is our first attempt at at a wrestling price guide, which I, you know, I've just can't figure out for the life of me because Beckett was around for the attitude Era. I don't know how anybody, we didn't have one back then, but you know, we're writing a horrible wrong and we're, we're creating one now. So it'll be, uh, it'll be available, uh. Few weeks before WrestleMania,
0: so we, we, earlier when we announced that it was going to be late October, correct? Am I right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but but it's getting pushed back, and that's the right thing to do here because uh, we want to release something around you know the granddaddy of them all. We want them at we yep. want it at WrestleMania, so
1: yeah,
0: uh, that's the right thing to do. With that in its place, we
1: have a, a Star Wars Almanac coming up, correct? Yes, sir. We're gonna we're gonna do another Star Wars Almanac, and it'll have all the latest uh, all the latest trading card. Uh, products in it, um, and all the new action figures and, and whatever's come out. Um, I know the most recent Star Wars product that's been really, the two most recent have been the, uh, Signature Series Archives, which we, we busted during a live break, which mm-hmm. is really cool. People are really digging that. And then Star Wars Masterwork, um, with the addition of Samuel L. Jackson autographs. Um, so, so- <laughs> I haven't. I haven't uh, I haven't uh, went out and I haven't checked the the, the market activity yet on that, but uh, I, um, they'll probably be priced next week or the week after. But I'm sure that people are going going nuts over the Samuel L. Jackson with the, you know him being Nick Fury and everything, and Captain Marvel coming out. So he's been in you know the Marvel universe the last ten years, so you know, people are probably. You know, scampering around looking for some Samuel L. Jackson autographs because he only had two autographs before that. So he he, he wasn't someone who signed, but Topps found a way to get him to sign some good stuff.
0: It's uh, a running joke between you and I in the office and probably to everybody else's demise. But uh, as much as we talk about him and the and the liners that we throw back and forth, it's going cool to be cool to see him finally in, um, in a product. And yep. uh, my... My son, Eli, he he, he lovingly calls him a uh, purple lightsaber guy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I i haven't told him yet that he's going to be in this product, but uh, he's uh, I'm sure he's going to be excited about it. Now, with that being said, we got some news yesterday from Upper Deck about Infinity War. Yes, and sir. Samuel Jackson's name is not on that list, but there are some big-time heavy hitters on it that have not been in some products before so or in a while
1: yes you break that down for me man uh well you know i finally got the checklist for um avengers infinity war and it's going to be a high-end product i don't have a price point yet um but uh obviously when this was announced everybody just was wondering and just obsessing over who could they possibly get to be out for autographs and i i i don't think anyone is going to be disappointed with this list because it's Pretty incredible, um, and you know, I you know, it, it, you sit there at the office, and I'm thinking, oh man, who are they gonna get? Who are they gonna get? Well, here's here's the running list of the autographs, and I'll start with the people who are kind of supporting players. We got Benedict Wong who played Wong, right? We've got Tom Von Lawler who was Ebony Ma, aka Squidward, it's the voice of Squidward or a stand-in of Squidward. Uh Pom F. is Mantis. She signed autographs before for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2. We got Karen Gillian who plays Nebula. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave Batista, who is Drax. Uh, Play people who have been in this product in upper deck products before. We've got Chris Evans, who really needs no introduction as Captain America. And we got Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, But the big three that they were able to get who have not had any Official autographs are uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and the Mad Titan himself, Josh Brolin, as Thanos.
0: That one's very interesting to me. Um, As popular as Brolin is, to not have been in a product before. Yeah and for the upper deck to, to finally land him. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, he's been some of the best roles, you know, and going all the way know, back Country to go- for Old Men, yeah, the Goonies, the Goonies, you know, and it's and, you know, th- uh not only Thanos but uh Cable this year as well. So yep, yep, yep. Uh, and if if you uh political people out there need a need a movie to watch, you can go enjoy W. It's uh it's he's yep. he's been in a lot of everything a lot of everything. He's been in a, a lot of great movies and uh to finally get him in a product is awesome. And Tom Hiddleston too. Played Johnny Cash earlier uh, what two year a year ago.
1: It wasn't Johnny Cash, it was uh Hank Williams. Hank, Hank Williams. Hank Williams.
0: Played Hank Williams about a year ago. Uh he's he's I loved him in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, he, he's I I think as Loki, he's very underrated. Yep. So um man, this is this is great for for people picking up those products.
1: Well, it's not the end of it either because um, there's there's also inscription autographs. Okay. And Chris Evans, is he'll be the most popular one because he's got inscription of CAP. Oh, so okay. that'll be the one. But uh, Batista, Elizabeth Olsen, Karen Gillian, and Pom Clementiev all have inscriptions. Um, and then we got dual autographs of Chris Evans and Elizabeth Olsen. They're, they're the ones that headline it. And we got uh, Batista and Pom Clementief and Karen Gillian and Tom Von Lawler. But we also have, as we did in the Daredevil product, uh, film cell autographs. And nice. Josh Brolin will be in there, too. Very, very nice. Yep. Uh, Spe- and so will the other majors like Tom Holland and Elizabeth Olsen.
0: Speaking of Daredevil, um, and we're just rolling right along with the uh, – evidently they're doing some drilling out there. Sorry yeah, that, I, you know,
1: guys. we might we – might Strike Oil or something. I don't know what's going on. Don't but, know what that uh, is. Uh, yeah.
0: Sorry about that feedback. So um, Daredevil Season 3 is coming out, but rolling right along into the Superhero September as we as we move around with this, um, Iron Fist was just released a couple weeks ago, and I'm all finished with Season 2, but we got a nice little Iron Fist giveaway that we want to do here for the podcast, right? Yep, yep. So we got a sketch of Iron Fist and a... It's a dual re- relic of Iron Fist and uh, Power Man, Luke Cage, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we? Gonna, how are we going to get that? How about we just retweet retweet this episode? We can do that uh, when yep. we post it, and we'll pick a random winner next week. We have had a great superhero September with all the products that Panini sent over, stuff that we had uh, from Upper Deck and Cryptozoic already. But yes. uh, next week is it, we're going to finish it off, and we got so much stuff to give away that uh, we're we're not going to be able to do it all. We're gonna have some more for next year,
1: obviously. Yep. Yep. We'll so, save what we don't give away for next year. So, um,
0: what, what what do we have? We got a box of Black Panther to give away. Yep. A box of Supergirl to give away. Yep. Uh, we have uh, probably fifteen or twenty sketch cards back there that we can give away in some state or fashion. Yep. It's been pretty good so far. I think this has been, probably been our most successful because it's been on several platforms. It's been on the the non sport update platform uh, on Instagram, the Beckett. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, card talk, packs, card it, talk
1: on uh, NSU's website. I mean, we've we've and I've tried to have some exclusive, um, trying to have exclusive giveaways for certain sites, and then main giveaways for whatever. Um, and we have the main prizes. We'll share that with every single platform that we have. That sure. way, it, the the reach you know we can reach as many collectors as possible. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean you know I and it's it's been it's it's one of those things that i like really enjoy every year we do it um because it's it's superheroes man it's marvel it's dc it's all the good stuff that we love to do here for the non-sports uh department that
0: is really weird and annoying
1: yeah it is i mean i'm not sure what's going on maybe i don't know (laughs) i don't know
0: i don't know if they're gonna quit anytime soon either so we should probably just wrap this up so they're not uh Doing that throughout the whole show. Sorry about that feedback. I I do, did not expect that to be happening at this point in time in the day. But, hey, it's Beckett. Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We really appreciate it. Being on the lookout for the rest of those uh, Superhero September giveaways uh, that will end up next week. And then we're going to roll right into uh, Slamoween as we have uh, some a nice little stash of wrestling and UFC cards to give away
1: yes we do so, October it's, it's good that Ween's taking place in October because there's a lot going on in October we're getting the women's division product that's mm-hmm. going to have pro- hopefully Ronda Rousey's first autographs for WWE in there um, October is also the first women's pay-per-view coming up at the end right. of October right um, and then all the the giveaways that we'll have for you know between the the MMA stuff and the in the uh, in the WWE stuff and we've already got a pretty good haul already. so we''ll it'll, it'll be another successful one, I think. Oh, here we go. All right guys,
0: thanks for hanging out until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Jericho.
3: Hey yo, predators can't stop this, these cats can't cop this Can't control info, wireless fiber optics The game's virus control, I'm
0: stealth mode, kill clone With accurate mic control, I explode and break bones Son of none, cross an enemy zone the headphones are pushing 4 two, mission control, it's stories to be told, oh, decode these remotes, broke down busters, hold. the ill from CO, deep through the keyhole to see this one light, just lurking in the darkness, won't leave living the night, punchline for fist fight, because their heads ain't fed right, how can you see my brother with no perspective of sight, can't huh, do good and live right, kick snares and hi-hats, they be the get right, here they get the blind sight, what, my people just might tonight All
4: right, be and my people just might